everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You. Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have with me Tiffany Sparrow. Tiffany was one of our presenters for the Loving Healing Creating Summit that we ran February 2nd through 14th. And we absolutely loved having her. You can still get access to that summit at www.creativeu.ca. With pure tones and soulful lyrics, Tiffany Sparrow offers her sound in unique ways. In concert settings, she weaves ambient folksy roots, original songs with cover tunes and world music. Sound bath journeys combine guided meditation with sound frequency to promote deep rest and relaxation. Curtain group chanting, sorry, curtain group chanting, communal singing events, accessing the devotional yoga of sound. Tiffany is also an accredited music therapist, specializing in medical settings, neurology, and palliative care, using music and non-traditional vocal expression to rehabilitate emotional and physical trauma, speech, and movement. She also has her master's of arts in ethnomusicology and her thesis research focused on the health implications of group chanting, Kirtan. She has presented at several conferences, worked on research teams, and has taught a music therapy elective course for four terms at the University of Alberta. She is a skilled yogi and has taught and studied yoga and mantra in Canada and in India since 2004, and obtained her 500-hour certificate through Akanda Yoga and co-facilitating dozens of yoga teacher trainings. Welcome, Tiffany. Hi, thanks. <laughs> and Tiffany, um, just so that our listeners know that I completely butchered, butchered that, um, can you explain what the certificate was that I was trying to say repeatedly and finally gave up? <laughs> so um, a 500-hour um, registered yoga teacher training through um, Akanda Yoga is the name of the, the brand of yoga, and my teacher is Yogurishi Vishwakitu. Thank you for that. I did yeah. try numerous times and I am Not obviously just Canadian <laughs> and don't have all of that needed. I get, <laughs> it. I get it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. So welcome. Um, can you, you share some of your story with us and, and the path that's brought you here? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you have, I guess my bio kind of describes the professional side. Um, so obviously music, and well-being is my passion, and it informs everything that I that I offer musically. Basically, that whole umbrella idea of music and its um, music for well-being. And I guess uh, part of that came from my home was musical. I mean, it doesn't it isn't the case for everybody that that takes the path that I do. But I fortunately came um, from a home where there's a lot of community music and theater and you know singing in church. So I already had that um, idea that music. It brings us together and music is is a value for um for life in general right and really what um, informed my path in terms of healing and wellness is that when i was a preteen 
I had a health crisis, um, psychological, physical. I battled eating disorders, and so um, in my in my preteens, yeah, I did I did battle. Um, I had a health crisis and I battled eating disorders, and just long and the short of it uh, was that even at that time, the main treatment was um, cognitive behavioral talk therapy, and that does a lot of great things for people. Um, but for myself at the time, you know, I was 12, and I remember even then just knowing that that it wasn't quite getting to the core of what I was facing, and I knew that I would have to find other ways, and so I did. I started to explore creatively, basically, and obviously through music and singing, but also writing, um, some art, drawing, um, and then I'm calling it stretching because at that time, yoga wasn't a thing <laughs> at all, and so I encountered a little bit of it through uh, like a book somewhere something and started experimenting that way and um, yeah so that led me to school for performance and I, I realized that that wasn't really quite the thing and fell into music therapy where I did my undergrad training and at the same time found my yoga training and the two combined you know really the connection of uh, the expression through finding different ways to, to sing and, and sound and, and write songwrite very much a passion of mine and then the spiritual practices have really, for me, you know, I, I guess I'm calling it you know, an awakening into my spiritual connection and essence, but not bypass, but at the same time also deepening into embodiment and, and through these different uh, spiritual, energetic, informed music practices, I've found comfort and peace and I've been able to overcome and transform what I was facing. Wow. Yeah. It's a, quite a journey to get you know, when you think of musicians, uh, I know for myself, I always just think of, you know, playing great music or singing a song or, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. And, and to have your work be in such um, different ways than what we are normally used to, right? Right. For music. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. What, what does healing with creativity mean with, for you then? Mm -hmm. So the word healing for me means uncovering or remembering the essence that is already there, the wholeness, the completeness that is already there. And you might have had that definition from other people. But for me, really, that's, that's what it is. It's, it's a remembering and a returning to the beauty and the truth. Yeah. And so when you first um, talked about the, the idea of healing through creativity and general creativity, um, I immediately thought of you know, accessing flow states. And to me, there's, there's a lot of research around music ability and, and usefulness in terms of helping us access these these different states of consciousness or flow states and um, you know just even beyond that though there's when I think about creativity usually for me it involves music and so yes absolutely when we when I'm thinking creativity I'm also thinking in my music therapy hat I'm thinking goals <laughs> and so uh, creativity is often a spiritual goal for me along with faith and hope and meaning and purpose there's creativity and that essence and that flow and um, music of course can tap into other areas as well including you know, physiology um, emotional well-being um, mental cognitive memory well-being um, and our social connection and all that kind of relates but um, yeah so basically uncovering our, our depth and our, our truth through flow state <laughs> yeah yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and do you think there's a driving force that inspires you? Yeah, um, probably more than just one. But the ones that come to mind uh, is this idea that 
um, I guess what's often called as our darkness or sometimes talked up to be a shadow or negativity or um, that actually is our genius. And that is often the pressure that can create diamonds. Um, that is the state through which we can uh, be moved to, to try to find healing or try to reconnect with our, with our full essence. And so really this idea of trying to get rid of or all, always focus on the positive um, for me feels imbalanced. And so definitely leaning into or embracing um, learning to love the unlovable again, all these different things that we that we call this aspect that I, I'm still sometimes struggle to find words for because I don't want to call it darkness in essence. But yeah, kind of our, our darker sides, I guess. At full allowing the, that it's welcome and that there, it has a role to play and to be integrated and and needs to be worked with and give and given a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly, there's this idea of um, that I guess balancing as much as we need the you know the intuitive and and the feeling states also is important is the the intellectual the intelligence and the, and the logic right and so finding um, room for both and not necessarily throwing you know one baby out with the bathwater just in the name of another type thing right so yeah. I I guess um, in, embracing the all in, as much as we can and in, in leaning into those uncomfortable places really informs informs my work. Yeah, yeah. I, I think of that as the shadow side, right? Those oh. those pieces that we don't necessarily want to look at, but then we have to look at. Exactly. Yeah. Can we yeah. pause? I just, my, t- my board just fell off the table. I don't hear that big clump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we had the editing feature. <laughs> it literally just went, I don't know if you heard that, but. <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, okay, what's like, happening oh, right now? Something just collapsed in your house. I'm just going to go put it back up, right? And okay. that won't happen again. <laughs> Get around my table. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's try that again. All right. Sounds good. So... Now, you touched a bit on uh, a past pain with your eating mm-hmm. disorder, but how, how has either that or another past pain informed your life purpose? Um, mm-hmm. Kind of what I was already saying, like it really, for me, and especially because it, inc- it happened for me at a younger age, it really informed my desire to look beyond what was just right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and to get creative in terms of in terms of my path and and my journey, um, it it really felt like it was the instigation to me for um, awakening and um, deepening into just different things that I've I've been working with and and learning about. Mm-hmm. And hmm, it's just constantly even it's just interesting that I've I've also chosen to you know be a performer and to put myself out there because the perfectionism that can be rampant with eating disorders can I've bumped up against it time and time and time again and it's always another spin around you know the the journey with 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 how I how I be with the different layers of this um, part of myself and to just attempt to see it again and let it go or work through it in different ways um, 
you know, feel the feelings, all that kind of stuff, right? So it's just, I feel like I've, I'm all, I've also put myself <laughs> into the fire of like, here, let's just, you know, stand on stage and, and expose yourself and, and sing. And, and it can be really deeply vulnerable, but it's, it's been, I often say that music and, and my voice is, is my teacher because of, because of that. It's really forced me in some ways. Forcing is a strong word. It's not like it's just really been um, encouraged me to, I, I can't avoid it. I have, to, I have to look at it and face it and work through it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's very true. And that is a very vulnerable place, you know, especially out on stage. Like, right? like <laughs> I laugh at myself sometimes. I'm like, really? Okay. <laughs> well, and there definitely, yeah, there definitely are times when I've been looking at it and like, is this, is this kind? Am I, am I, am I forcing myself to do this? And can I find a way to be more compassionate with myself, even in this, if it's feeling too intense or too nerve wracking? Like, can I actually just, I don't have to stand and like be a rock and solid. Mm-hmm. You know, can I say no? Can I find other ways to, to offer music, which is where, um, you know, through the group chanting, the singing music for well-being feels much more natural to me in a lot of ways than say like the you know classical music recitals that some people do so brilliantly but for me always always felt quite uh, challenging and 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 really augment the, the perfectionistic anxiety right so yeah. it's that that kind of a journey as well yeah I can I completely understand that I think you know as we as we put ourselves out there more and more we have to like look at those different the different aspects and is is it good for you and sometimes yes it's a growth it's a change yeah. right it's something totally. to push yourself forward but other times not always and so really being aware of that for yourself I think is excellent it's I'm excellent. a big fan of that of, of reflecting on uh, even even the yoga practice like my yoga practice has evolved and changed or just even like looking at the ways that even that can be used as a way to or, uh, delude myself sometimes or you know at times it was used as a as an exercise right versus a holistic health practice and sometimes it's not what you do but how you do it and I think it's um as an individual wanting to offer in the world is even more important to be really clear with myself about what are my motivations what am I doing reflecting yeah no very true so what is your favorite creative healing modality for yourself Oh boy. I mean, like everything has just all been about music. <laughs> you know, obviously, but I mean, that's sort of, that's what I've done. You know, to be honest though, there, there's so much, man, there's so much fun in, um, you know, throwing paint at a, <laughs> at a canvas. Um, you know, I've done some expressive art training work. Um, movement and dance is wonderful. And, you know, I keep thinking I'd love to, to sink more into I don't even know what exactly right like um, mm-hmm. some form of some form of dance feels to me even just freeform dance and movement is great and of course the writing comes in so favorite is tough I will say that my default is to, to go into music mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of there readily yeah but definitely writing the lyrics you know that is there too with songwriting yeah yeah so I'm not a great the- cook I'll say that that's that's the one creative endeavor I'm getting better gardening. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you mentioned those things because a lot of people don't yeah. think of those as creativity, oh, but yeah. they totally are. Totally. And, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, my partner is a great cook and he loves to create that way. So it's like <laughs> awesome. That's all yours. It's <laughs> great. So what would you say is your greatest accomplishment to date? Um 
you know, not to beat a dead horse, but really I think one of the biggest things we can offer to the world is our own personal healing. Um, so again, being able to overcome, again, with, like with something like anorexia, you can't avoid food like you could with another addiction or something like that, or sometimes promoted that you actually avoid alcohol or other drugs, but it, it's really about learning how to be with it and learn with it to feel like that's been a massive accomplishment. I mean, yeah, I guess you call it accomplishment. I mean, it's been a life path for me. Um, beyond that, this last year, for we're speaking sort of more traditional accomplishments, completing my master's feels like a very, <laughs> a very big, a very big undertaking. And uh, I feel very, very proud about that and just the, the thesis and the writing that has come and will come out of that. And I've, um, I'm about to release some new music. So my, my first album of, or two albums actually, of original songs. So that was like a five-year ongoing crazy experience. Some files got stolen and like, you know, I had to bring different people on and it's just been a journey in of itself. And so that completed and going to be released too. So this last year has been fairly monumental that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, those seem like big accomplishments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I feel good about those. Yeah, good. good. And if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would it be? Ah, yes. Um, basically to find ways to encourage us um, with, with loving kindness to be able to just to look at ourselves more and to, to be more honestly with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the way I've been kind of talking about anyways, and it, it um, doesn't need to be a big forceful um, push, which can be aggressive for some people. And um, But just to find ways to, to help us learn to step away from numbing or avoiding um, and gently work with any of the difficulty and darkness that is there. I, I, I still see quite a bit of it, I mean, it's difficult, you know, I, sometimes I do hold judgment for, for when I see that in the world. And, but then I remember, okay, yeah, like I, I've done that myself and I continue to do that in different ways and, and just finding ways to gently continue to peel back the, the layers and open the eyes a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. No. And what inspirational advice would you give someone who's struggling? Yeah, that, that question. I, um, I would have to, that just, it depends on the person and where they're at, you know, some, I can be quite direct and, and say it like it is, but everybody's at a different place. And so I, I, I don't tend to, you know, give out advice a whole lot. I, I couldn't really find an answer to that when I, when I read that question in advance. Um, so I'm sorry, I don't have really anything other than to exhale, breathe out, deep, deep breath out. Oh, that's <laughs> a good one. Exhale. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I know for myself when I'm in pain, or uh, like I notice it with physical pain. I don't notice Mm. much. My partner notices it more with other pain. But I will stop breathing. Like I will hold my breath. I will, and it's just like uh, she'll remind me on a a regular basis to breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like who needs to be reminded to breathe? Especially the exhale, right? Like, because if you deepen into the exhale, then the inhale can just be there. Yeah. Let it go. Little bits at a time. Let it go. Yeah. Maybe that would be my advice. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) And do you have an inspirational quote that sums up your life journey? Uh, Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's. Yeah. 
uh, sums up my life journey, but it's one that I like to, to lean on quite a bit. And it's in French and in English. It's um, from Le Prince, Le Prince, Antoine de saint exupéry And um, he said, On ne voit qu'un qu'avec le cœur, l'essentiel est invisible aux yeux. And that just means that one can only see clearly with the heart what is essential is invisible to our eyes. Mm, I like that. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that one, but I have to say I like yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. little prince man, it's a cool story. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, I like that. Well, thank you. And yeah. is there anything else that you'd like to add that maybe we didn't discuss or you want our listeners to know? I think we, we covered most of it. You know, I talked about some of my upcoming endeavors and I'm just really happy to be a part of what you're rolling out and, you know, increasing awareness, intelligence, and um, skillfulness around the use of music for well-being. It's, it's more than just a, a device for performance and entertainment. It's, it's definitely um, a tool that can be used for well-being. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> and for all of our listeners, uh, thank you for listening in and we'll see you again next week. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening in. Please remember to like, share, subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. You can find us at www.creativeu.ca. That's www.creative and the letter U ca because we're in Canada reaching out to the whole world. See you next time on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast.